0: Five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time
1: to get pumped up with the
0: P-Man. We will, we will rock you. <laughs> hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is gonna get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes!
2: Pirates win! Pirates win!
0: Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Patrick Johnson show on uh, a Tuesday. Those kiddos are back to school, or they're headed back to school. One of the two. I'm gonna make it. in everybody great to have you with us here uh still ailing a little bit under the weather here but uh we'll make it work uh always a little jimmy buffett in summer makes you feel better at least does me uh we have uh, a big show today shane calhoun ecu tight end is going to be in the uh, studio with us here in uh, just a little bit that is courtesy of the uh, boneyard collective so we're excited about uh That agreement uh, to have Shane as a guest on the program today. Uh, Looking forward to talking to him. A lot of great reaction to the uh, Tegan Wilk uh, interview from yesterday. So uh, we'll have uh, Shane Calhoun on today. Uh, And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, talking to him. He's going to figure prominently uh, for the Pirates. Uh, We'll also have some more cuts from uh, Media Day. And uh, we'll also uh, have a conversation uh, one-on-one with Steve Ellis from Media Day. He's the uh, corners coach for the Pirates. Heck of a guy. Real uh, priceless fella. So we'll uh, look forward to talking to him uh, during the course of today's uh, radio program here. They get you to the uh, uh, Homestead edition of the Patrick Johnson Show on a Tuesday. Uh, we posted this uh, around the start of the program or so yesterday, but uh, Brett McMurphy, uh you know, kind of those never too early uh, rankings that you see, uh, you know, after the football or or uh, basketball season ends. Uh, the uh, never too early preseason projections, uh, as far as the bow uh, the uh, bowl goes and uh, bowl games go. And uh, Brett Scott, East Carolina, headed to the Myr- uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, based on what he's projecting here in the preseason. Uh, that is scheduled for December nineteenth in Conway. And it would be against Coastal Carolina, so you'd be playing them in a home game. Uh, Brett, of course, now at the Action Network, so they've thrown in there the uh, line, and the Pirates would be favored in that way too early to project matchup three and a half uh, for entertainment purposes only, except in North Carolina, apparently, right? So that is what Brett McMurphy says. Uh, That was kind of the scuttlebutt last year before the Pirates – Ended up going to the military bowl game that was never played. Uh, They've had some terrible weather out in uh, Texas. A lot of rain and uh, flooding rain, apparently, on uh, SMU's campus at Gerald Ford Stadium. Uh, It looks like water's gotten under the turf and created some kind of bubble around the uh, 15-yard line after heavy rainfall there yesterday. Wow. Uh, Some other notes. And uh, news from the world of sports, uh, I, I don't see how this is news. Kevin Durant has reached an agreement with the Nets to stay and play in Brooklyn, but, I mean, he was signed to a four-year deal anyway, and he demanded a trade that they weren't going to make. So I don't understand how that's breaking news, but I'm not the worldwide leader. Uh, what else do we have? Alabama and Nick Saban reaching a new eight-year contract worth $94 million, so he'll remain college football's highest-paid coach It should be. He'll make $10.7 million this season, annual raises increasing to just under $13 million in 2029. Saban will be 78 years old at that point. Uh, Gary Gaines, who was the uh, coach chronicled at Friday Night Lights after a battle with Alzheimer's, uh, has died at the age of uh, 73. And uh, Will Zalatoris, the uh, number three guy in the FedEx Cup right now, one of my favorite guys uh, on the tour. As withdrawn from the Tour Championship, he's got two herniated discs, so he will also miss next month's President, President's Cup at Quell Hollow in Charlotte. All right, uh, let's get a break so I can rehab the voice. That's kind of the news and notes that we wanted to give you for today. And uh, when we return, we're going to get uh, Shane Calhoun in here and talk uh, a little pirate football with uh, Shane Calhoun on the other side. Back in on the Patrick Johnson show, Team Boneyard providing fans with a platform to compensate current ECU student-athletes for the use of their name, image, and likeness. 100% of your contribution to Team Boneyard will go to NIL opportunities for current ECU student-athletes. And for more information and to contribute, you can visit teamboneyard.org Shane Calhoun here courtesy today of Team Boneyard on the Patrick Johnston Show ECU tight end. Of course, the Pirates getting set a week from Saturday to open the 2022 regular season against the NC State Wolfpack. Shane, thanks for coming in the studio here. It's great to see you.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me.
0: Fall camp's over. Preseason's over. Uh, classes have uh, started. Is it all kind of that real but familiar routine at this point for you guys?
3: Yeah, it, it kind of is. I mean, first-day class stuff is always the same, and, you know, pre camp is always going to be tough. But, I mean, it's the same stuff every year. You just got to come into with a really good mindset and get to work and get your stuff done.
0: The uh, tight end room, as they say, uh, is, uh, is pretty packed. It's got a lot of talent in there, and, and you're one of the guys uh, that is uh, factored heavily in that. Uh, give us a little bit on, you know, that – that group of guys where you see yourself, where you see some others, and and really, uh, I guess maybe in the, you know, two, three seasons you've been in Greenville, how that particular position has uh, seen the quality of depth of the quality of talent uh, increase.
3: Um, this this is by far the most talented room I've been in since I've been here at ECU. I mean, there's there's all different guys with different skill sets. Um, me, Ryan, Aaron, you know, D-Lo, some of the people, um, notable names in there. Tyler Savage, Mason Donald, a couple of the other guys. We're all, we all have different skill sets. We all bring different things to the table. I mean, for example, you know, we use each other differently in the past game, and and we're all kind of included in the run game, slots and tight end. So it's it's a it's a deep room, and it's it's gonna be very beneficial to the offense this season.
0: You know, it's funny. We've talked over the years. Uh, we've worked on our game day coverage with uh, ex offensive linemen. You always talk to an offensive lineman. They'll tell you they're the most intelligent players on the uh on the on the roster yeah um I think they're the most sensitive but it, that's just me but but here's but in all seriousness though I think it's the tight end because you have to not only be able to do it an offensive lineman can do but you've got to be able to do all the things that uh a receiver can do as well am I I'm right about that right uh,
3: you know you know I'd, I'd have to agree with you that you know some people say oh it's, it's the quarterback the quarterback has to know everything but I think from a physical standpoint, you know, we have to be good in the run game. We have to win in the in the pass game with different schemes and, and different routes, running against safeties, corners, linebackers, and stuff like that. So we're kind of the full package. We have to know everything. We have to call out blitzes, no coverages, kind of the same things the quarterbacks do, but we're just doing more physically. Um, so I'd have to agree with tight end probably the hardest job of offense, in my opinion.
0: Shane Calhoun in here. He's rocking the Pythons like Hulk Hogan. He's got the shirt. <laughs> he's looking good. Uh, when you're in the, what, what's your, I mean, I know you're on, you obviously go into you guys lift, but I mean, what's your like personal record on, on that? Cause I'm looking at you, you look like you're carved out of granite. So, I mean, what's your, <laughs> what are your high numbers on this? What are your PRs in the weight room?
3: PR, um, bench, I'm, I'm pushing 340 on bench, uh, score. I, I did six Oh five this off season Ooh. and, and, uh, power clean the summer. I max 335 this off season as well.
0: Okay. Do you set goals in the weight room?
3: Um, you know, I, I had I had kind of personal goals coming in as a freshman, so um, yeah, I have like large, like kind of in the future numbers. But I mean, for every offseason season lift we have, I just kind of you know my goal is to get stronger and prepare my body for the the season and stuff like that. So I don't really have yeah um, short-term girls, uh, goals. A goal is more like long-term goals.
0: I got you. Shane Calhoun is uh, with us uh, here. Uh, you got recruited by a lot of different schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many
3: how many trips did you go on uh, when
0: you were being recruited? Do you well, remember.
3: Uh, I took a lot of unofficial visits. I only took two official visits here in uh, Florida Atlantic. But I probably took at least 10 or 12 unofficial visits, especially the schools down south in Florida in my home state because they were kind of easiest to get to. So I I, I took a lot of visits, but, you know, my parents were all good with that because I was trying to find the place that benefited me the most and the place I saw myself at long term.
0: Did you – what about East Carolina stood out to you that made it feel like, okay, this is the place where I want to go?
3: Well, um, from the jump, when I was getting recruited by East Carolina, it, it seemed like a, a family environment. The coaches were really interactive with not only me, but my parents as well and my high school uh, coach and stuff like that. So that was that was the first thing that jumped out to me. And then the second thing I think was, you know, just the fan base, seeing the, the you know, different videos, how the fans interacted with the team and just how much football means to the city. Um, you know, I've, I've always wanted to play in a big-time environment with, with people that care, and ECU was the perfect place for me to do that.
0: Well, the big time environment will certainly be there uh, in a little more than a week from now mm-hmm. when you've got uh, NC State in and it'll be 50,000, uh, probably 45 some odd thousand in purple and gold and then, you know, 5,000 or so in that uh, that red and black, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, ensemble. But I mean, that's going to be a big time environment. Uh, you know, I, I know you guys are still kind of one day at a time in it, and, and that sort of thing. But I mean, how enthusiastic are you to you know have that home opener with so much uh riding on it and and you know such a big crowd anticipated.
3: You know you're you always you always want to play against the best opponents, you know NC State has been ranked very highly this preseason. You always want to play against the best to see how good you are yourself. So I mean I'm excited about it, the team's excited about it and we just can't wait to put on a show this coming September 3rd.
0: It's a heck of a schedule because, you know, and again, those preseason ra- rankings are what they are. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's four teams right now ranked at the top 25 ECUs yep. playing. That's pretty incredible. I mean, that, that's got to be – you guys talk about that any at all? I mean, or, or is that just for us media nerds to look at, uh, you know, preseason <laughs> rankings? I mean, but are you, are, you guys know who's good and who's legit, but do you kind of look at the schedule and say, man, this is really going to be a, a fun schedule this year?
3: I mean, to be honest um... – we we look at it. We we see all the preseason hype about different teams, but I mean, right now we're focused on NC State. You know, we'll we'll look at the other games when we get to them. But I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely exciting to know that these teams that are going to be playing this year are ranked so high in the preseason. You know, you always want to play against the best competition, and um, we'll have the opportunity to do that. And hopefully, we'll get in the top twenty-five ourselves this year.
0: Shane Calhoun is with us. A lot of uh, receivers uh, that are kind of listed in the uh, mix, or or some guys who've transferred in. Who has stood out, uh, be it someone who's uh, been in the program or maybe a newcomer in the receiving core? Who stood out to you in the, in the preseason?
3: Um, the person that stood out to me the most is Isaiah Winstead, transferred from uh, Toledo. He's he's made plays all camp, and uh, he's starting to really mesh well with the team. So I would say out of, out of the guys that's transferred, he stood out the most to me. Another guy that stood out a lot is Jalen Johnson, uh, transferred from Georgia. Both his guys have been super beneficial to our team this year, and you know we're excited to have them, and we can't wait to see what they're going to do this year as well.
0: You know, uh, we've talked to uh, Holden a couple times. It, it seems like Holden Aylers this year is, um, you know, obviously he's intense. He's ready to go. He's ready to play. But uh, I think he's enjoying the ride a little bit more this year. And he seems in some ways a little more relaxed. Do you get that sense from him?
3: Um, I definitely do get that sense from him. I know last year he was, you know, debating on whether to come back, whether to leave. But I feel like he's, he's just taking it all in this year, knowing this is his last year and you know, he's, he's more relaxed all the time. I think it's a good environment from the being, and you know, we're excited about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, your running backs, obviously, you've got, I think, the, the two of the best in college football in, in Keaton Mitchell, Rajay Harris. Uh, you don't have to do a whole lot as far as uh, blocking. I mean, in other words, if you just get enough of a guy to open a path, if you're out there blocking for him, they can yeah. turn it into six pretty quickly.
3: Oh, definitely. You know, Keaton and Rajay, they're both two really good guys. I mean, I love blocking for them. You know, they're, they're instrumental in the pass game as well, but – I mean, with with such talented guys in the backfield, you know, you can make your block. But even sometimes, when you don't have the best block, they can still make you right. So, you know, we love having them on our team.
0: It's uh, Shane Calhoun with us here. You're you're enrolled in the biology program, is that right? I am. See, that's too smart for me. I'm, I'm just a dumb <laughs> talker on radio. That's that's. So, what do you want to do with that
3: ultimately? So, being from Florida, um, I wanted to be and kind of my my main goal for my major was I wanted to be a marine biology major. Oh but wow. Since ECU doesn't have that um specific major, I'm taking um a coastal studies minor to kinda get the same things out of it, but that's where my mindset really is of how I want to go for my school stuff.
0: Oh, so now <laughs> when you say marine biologist, I think diving, like under under sea diving, or is that okay. something you'll is that what you want to do? Is that or, is, I mean, or am I totally wrong on that?
3: For me it is something what I do, but um, you know everything that has to deal with the ocean freshwater salt waters things like that that's yeah. kind of what I want to do that's that's always what I've been interested in since I've been a kid growing up
0: yeah St. Augustine uh and, and I lived down outside of Orlando for a couple years so we uh, you know driving back home uh mm. here to North Carolina you'd uh, you'd pass that and go through it I know some other folks that have lived there over the years uh Florida high school football yeah explain to our listeners I mean that's next level stuff right
3: there isn't it? it? sure is. um Florida, Florida high school football is, is just different. I mean, people down south, especially in Florida, care about football more than, you know, some things they probably should care about a little bit more themselves. But I mean, <laughs> football football in Florida is different. You know, there's speed everywhere. You know, every Friday night, um, at least when I was playing, you're going up against, you know, two, three, four, five, maybe even six or seven, you know, Division one prospects. So you're always going against great talent. And there's no lack of talent in Florida for sure.
0: Hey, uh, Shane, what are you know the team goals as you see them, and then maybe some personal goals for you this season?
3: Uh, team goals, um, be better than 7-5. Um, you know, come back, start off faster as a team. Um, you know, l- late, late in the season last year, we kind of got on a roll a little bit, I would say so. And we want to start faster this year and keep momentum throughout the whole season. Um, long-term goals, AAC champions. Um, personal goals myself i just want to be a better better player overall be there for my team you know be um, more dominant in the run game and be even more of a weapon than i was last year in the past game that's for me i don't really have statistical numbers in mind i just want to be the best right yeah yeah
0: well i know we're looking forward to the start of the season uh and uh look there are a lot of expectations in raleigh but there are a lot of expectations in greenville too for the Pirates this year, and I know you'll factor uh, very big into that. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks for coming by here uh, today, and uh, we'll catch up real soon with you.
3: Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Our pleasure. Uh, thanks to Shane Calhoun for taking a few minutes with us here. Right now, a 94.3 The Game sports update. Uh, before we continue on and have a Pirate report for you and more on the Patrick Johnson Show.
4: Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Pirate Report. We'll start in the NFL as the Carolina Panthers have put quarterback Matt Corral on the season-ending IR. The rookie sustained a left foot injury in Friday's preseason loss to New England. Other injured players include... Chargers corner C.J. Jackson, who it has been announced that he will miss two to four weeks. And the Ravens have put running back Gus Edwards on the IR, meaning that he will miss at least the first four games. Same goes for Washington Commanders defensive end Chase Young. And the Jaguars have cut... Ryan Santoso aka the Pringles man if you ask Ben Byram I like to think he looks like Marin Cheech from Cheech and Chong either way they have cut him and he is a former panther and they no longer have a kicker on their roster. Maybe could Jake Verity get a look? Who knows? To the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes have signed vet center Paul Stastny to a one-year deal worth $1.5 million. This will be his fifth team in his career in his 18th season in the league. In college football, the Washington Huskies have named their starting quarterback, which will be Michael Penix, Jr., As the starter, he played his previous four seasons at Indiana, where he threw for over 4,000 yards and 29 touchdowns in those four seasons. Wrapping it up with a little bit of, I guess, former Pirate news, former Pirate third baseman and AAC all-conference player Eric Tyler has been named the new hitting coach for Duke's baseball team. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Back with the P-Man and a Pirate Report on the other side of this timeout.
0: And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, we got players, we got assistant coaches uh, as we continue to cover uh, the aftermath of Pirate Media Day. Uh, Elijah Morris, ECU's defensive lineman, talking with uh, our guys on the scene. And uh, Pilk, get, I want to get this right, Pilk. The players that impressed him on offense, is that
4: correct? Yeah, which offensive lineman he looks most forward to going uh, up against in practice?
0: All right, well, I don't know if you'd look forward to going up, but yeah, who, who's hey one the guys that the he does? man, he likes the competition, man. You, you uh, respect him. So who does the 6'1", 276-pounder, like, uh, combating with in practice along the offensive line? Hit it.
5: You know, I always go against, uh, normally, I played a lot of nose last year, but a lot uh, this year I played a lot of tackle. so... You know, Noah, seeing him moving and doing well has been great to look uh, for us. And uh, Avery in the shot, of course. You know, uh, Isaiah Foote, he's coming along great too. And then just seeing Bailey Malavik uh, back out there doing what he does. I'm excited for our line as well.
0: And uh, Morris talked about the competitiveness of the defensive line.
5: It makes it a lot more challenging, you know. It makes you go after it every day in practice because, you know, the next guy behind you he could be starting the next week. So, you know, that's always in the back of your head. And then it's also great competitiveness. You know, we get the best out of each other.
0: And Elijah Morris talked about the confidence he has in their backups.
5: It's fun. And when I say fun, you know, I mean that if I come out of the game, you know, anybody who we put in behind me, there's no drop-off, you know. And, you know, when you're that confident in your teammates, you know, it makes the game real easy.
0: We're continuing today's Pirate Report. Demel Hickman uh, is uh, the ECU uh, defensive back that has really been turning a lot of heads. Lots of talent. Lots of speed. And uh, we caught up with uh, Hickman. And uh, he talked about the uh, highlights of the corners. Or the corners that are standing out in his mind.
6: Oh, definitely Isaiah. um, Jamani, also. um, Them two have definitely been stood out to me. So, Isaiah... He's definitely developed a lot since the spring because you know he's an early enrollee. So he's definitely been good. So I think he's definitely picked up. So picked up on the defense very quickly for a young guy.
0: He's talking about the uh, freshman from Charlotte, Isaiah Brown Murray. Now, when he talks about the uh, offense here, and he talks about this particular Isaiah, we're talking about a guy who's turned heads, Isaiah Winstead, in his own right, turning heads. Uh, and, uh, Hickman says going against Isaiah Winstead, the transfer from Toledo, who's been awesome, uh, is certainly, uh, something that's made him better in the preseason.
6: Definitely Isaiah, um, CJ, Josiah, Isaiah definitely the biggest one. Me and him have been going at it a lot, mostly throughout the whole camp. So we've been going back and forth. He's been giving his best every single day. So it's definitely been getting me better.
0: Yep. And, uh, this is, uh. Last one here from Demel Hickman on uh, the offense and how that offense has really pushed for a lot of competitiveness in camp.
6: Uh, camp's definitely been going good, uh, definitely being locked in, being able to compete with the offense each and every day. Um, just they bring the best out of me, especially the wideouts, with them being competitive each and every day.
0: We got a lot on the defensive side of the ball here today. Let's hear from some of the uh, assistants now. Uh, and uh, this is uh, Trip Weaver, Pirate Safety's coach, uh, talking about different guys. We start with uh, Gerard Stringer and how Coach Weaver thinks that's one of the more physical players that he has uh, seen and Coach Well at ECU.
7: He, uh, so he played last year. You know, I don't know that he was 100% last year until maybe, till maybe the bowl game. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to play it. And uh, he had a great camp. You know, he was flying around, moving better than he ever has. Uh, I'm excited about him playing as physical as he ever has. And, and I expect a big year from him. I think he's going to turn a lot of heads. We're excited.
0: We had Tegan Woke on the show yesterday. Coach Weaver talked about his improvement in the offseason.
7: Yeah, you'll see a lot more playing time from him uh, than last year. And, and the biggest thing is he knows the scheme inside and out. You know, what makes Tegan great is, is he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he can diagnose plays quickly off the hash, you know, get to where he's supposed to go, understand that when this happens, this play's coming. And, and he did a really good job, you know, fired up to see him and, uh, you know, see him versus NC State September 3rd, and he'll definitely be out there, so we're excited.
0: And uh, Coach Weaver on Wilk stepping up into a leadership role coming into this year.
7: Yep, yep. So Warren did a good job for us. He was, you know, the, the older guy, the vocal guy, um, you know, this year, Tegan Wilkes done a phenomenal job. Uh, he's really stepped up and, and been consistent in his approach. You know, he, he played some last year and did a nice job. And, you know, he, he's kind of taken over that leadership role. And I think Jairo Wilson did a nice job. Uh, you know, two guys that go out and just work, don't say a whole lot Or Julius Wood and Sean Dorso. Uh, so very, very pleased with those guys. Um, you know, at the same position, Gerard Stringer uh, coming in his last year of football is, is a big leadership guy for the entire team, not just the room. So very fortunate. You know, we got three or four guys in the room that are, are guys that we lean on mm-hmm. as a team to, to, to kind of lead us through.
0: And Coach Weaver says camp went very well for the Pirates.
7: You know, camp was great. Uh, guys came out and competed, did a nice job, uh, built some quality depth. You know, got two deep in each position that we're excited about. Um got out injury free, which uh is always a big thing for a coach. Um and then more importantly, just you know kept establishing that culture that coach Houston preaches and, and we won on defense, so we're fired up ready to roll. There
0: you go. All right, uh so thanks to Trip Weaver there. Uh another coach that we uh, spoke with. Uh Roy Tesh, who is uh taken over the last couple of years as the defensive uh tackles coach. Uh Kind of changed from the banded outside linebackers in 19 and has the, uh, over, been the oversight been the oversight guy for the tackle position uh, prior to the spring drills in 2020. Of course, hired as a special teams coordinator back in uh, 2018 and uh, has really kind of risen through the ranks of Mike Houston's uh, staff. Roy Tesh on, uh, you know, the idea that everybody needs to stay prepared and ready to play in this program.
2: Well, we try to say it's no drop-off, and that's what the guys in the room uh, are preaching to each other. Uh, You're going to have some guys that roll out there, and because of the tempo teams we play, uh, you never know when we're going to be able to roll and when we're not based off their substitutions and things of that nature, how fast the game is going. So your, your twos or even your threes may take as many reps as your ones, and they got to be prepared to play. Uh, so those guys have really bought into that. They drag each other along and make each other better because they know they can't do it all by themselves. Uh, so it's a great room of young men who believe in each other uh, and keep pushing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be called a hockey coach again. <laughs>
0: You know, I think pilk that was a real strength of this team last year is that they were able to run so many guys, uh, particularly in the front seven, but along the defensive line, they were able to run. I mean, Pirates practically had fresh guys in the entire game, and I think that was a huge deal last year, why this defense was so difficult to move the ball against uh, compared to where it had been in in, uh, years prior. What say you on that?
4: No, I completely agree, and that's the biggest reason I asked him this question, because it really excited me last year. I think it was part of the reason we won a lot of late games, and uh, he seems very confident that uh, we'll be in that same situation this year.
0: Yeah, I I think so, and and could very well uh, come to resolution on uh, the first uh, game of the year. Uh, Coach Tesh talking about some of the uh, highlights among the uh, defensive line, some of the guys to watch.
2: But we got a mess of guys in there uh, that show up and work hard every day. Uh, We've got some one or two older guys in there, and then because of COVID, one or two I I don't know what you call them anymore. They're young guys, or old guys, or what they are. uh, They got a lot of eligibility left. Uh, So Deontay Johnson is a guy who's come in and worked really, really hard uh, to push himself up toward the first uh, group there uh, at the nose guard position. And and then Elijah Morris has been a staple for us, and he's actually double trained, so had the ability. He played a lot of nose last year, played a good bit of both positions this year, so he's a guy that we can put in in any place. Uh, And then the list keeps going on. We've had guys, what happens is they show up. A guy like Sue Radware will show up and really, really do a great job this week. And then a guy like Shondre Mims will show up and do a great job the next day and challenge Uh, Red to to, to play harder. Uh, And and Sam McIver's doing the same thing in there in the middle, and and, and Jason Shuford, and and we've got some young kids that are coming in there and pushing as well.
0: Yeah, a lot of depth uh, up front defensively for the Pirates, and that is a a hallmark of Mike Houston teams, and it's become one of uh, ECU teams under Coach Houston as well. Uh, A uh, drill that they work on and practice a lot as the fourth fourth down drill, and it's considered a fun drill. In fact, I think it's the fun fourth down drill, according to my screen here. Uh, So let's find out what all the fun is about with Roy Tesh.
2: We've had an inside run. We call it inside fun. Uh, We we line down, and and we treat it like it's a fourth and short or a goal line deal, and, and we're stopping the run, and that's what we always try to do. Uh, that's been our mantra everywhere we've been. Coach Houston uh, has been successful for years with that idea in mind there. We're going to stop the run and, and create pass rush fun. Uh, so those periods are very lively. Uh, they're very physical. Uh, the contact is high, and the competition is really, really high. So it, it's a great period for us. It teaches us a lot of things, and, and we have done it a couple times, yes, sir.
0: All right, uh, Roy Tesh, a couple more from him here on our Pirate Report. ECU defensive uh, line coach, he talked about uh, our guy Big John. Strength and conditioning, uh, and what a great job he's done preparing, particularly the guys up front.
2: Big John does a great job with those guys, and he prepares them uh, to get. Uh, he has them tip top, as in shape as you can be before you start wrestling guys like our offensive line one on one. You know, when you, when you get three hundred fifty pounds on one ear and three hundred fifty pounds on the other ear. And you know all the all the conditioning in the world is not—it's going to prepare you for it, but it's not going to completely prepare you for it. And you got to put yourself in the shape. But yeah, he does a phenomenal job down there, not only with the physical aspect of things, but the mental aspect of things as well. Uh, just you know, teaching those guys how to toe the line and, and keep coming. And, and when you have that down there in that weight room, and and then I get them on the practice field, they've already learned how to do that. It makes life a whole heck of a lot easier. He does a great job.
0: And Coach Tesh talking about uh,
2: camp and. Uh... How tough camp
0: is?
2: Camp's going good. You know, Camp is what it is, though. It's it's tough. It's supposed to be tough. Uh, it's a grind on you mentally. It's a grind on you physically. And, and you kind of got to embrace that because it makes you who you are and it establishes your identity of what you want to be. So uh, getting through the whole thing there, got a lot of hard work, got a long way to go. You know, we, we still have time before we play the first game, and, and there's a reason we need it. So we'll keep progressing.
0: Latrell Scott now, uh, who is the, uh, tight ends inside receivers, coach, the passing game coordinator, uh, himself, a uh, head coach at times, uh, lots of experience. He brings in coach Scott, uh, tell you what Pilk. let's start with coach Scott here, uh, number five with him and, uh, go in that order. Cause he says he's glad, uh, he's, this was Saturday. Now he said, glad he was glad camp had ended and they'd gotten to kind of the regular season mode.
8: Uh, you know, glad it's over you know, for our guys. But uh, no, I thought our kids were competitive. They had a, had a great camp. Uh, lots of back and forth on both sides of the ball. I think we're a mother bench football football team right now rather than we were at this point last summer.
0: And uh, Coach uh, Scott on the uh, different tight ends that the Pirates will feature this year.
8: Well, you know, we all—they're they're all pretty talented at blocking. Uh, you know, Shane does a great job. Ryan Jones does a good job. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones did doing a great job. CJ's been playing inside with us. So, you know, CJ's had a great uh, goal line block the other day. So, you know, any of our tight ends or receivers,
0: you know, it's, it's a must of the physical in the run game. And, uh, coach, talking about uh, one of those Eastern North Carolina uh, kids. Uh, and uh, that is uh, the East Carteret uh, product from Beaufort, Macy O'Donnell.
8: Uh, I think he'll be okay. You know, he's, he's had a little bit of a hamstring issue, but. Uh, you know, makes sure he's kind of a glue guy in our room, keeps everybody together makes sure everybody's doing the right thing. And, you know, he, he kind of helps me coach You know, now that he's been out for a little
0: bit. I'm going to guess this is a question about C.J. Johnson. Is this right? Uh, for two reasons, Pilk. Yeah. One, there's, you know, the talk that C.J. Johnson's been worked out at slot receiver. Plus, it just seems like even now with any qu- answer you get from the staff about C.J. Johnson, these are quick answers. So am I right? That's who the question's about here? Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, C.J. Johnson at the slot receiver. Let's uh, hear what Coach Scott had to say. Uh,
8: I think it's C.J. without a question. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll see C.J. playing the slot for us
0: uh, all season long with a mixture of Ryan Jones as well. So, well, that's interesting. You know, we uh, when we kind of first uh, were discussing that, the thing is this, uh, Pilk, I think it makes a lot of sense. That's a position of productivity historically for ECU, right? For sure. And uh, I think a big guy at that slot receiver because CJ's a big guy. He can be faster if he gets the right matchup on him, or he could be physical if he gets the right matchup on him.
4: And I
6: think, and I think he's. He, oh, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I think
0: he's. I just think he's more dangerous in that phone booth than just throwing him jump balls downfield. Go ahead.
4: No, I was saying nowadays that physicality word you use is the key at the slot receiver position. It used to just be small, quick guys. Mm -hmm. Now those linebackers, they're going to come up and kick your teeth in if you're not tough. And CJ has never questioned his toughness on the field and willingness to get in somebody's face.
0: Well, and he, I think is going to be a little faster than some of the linebackers that'll be matched up on him. And if you, if you end up with a DB on him, we we know he physically in that. It's, you know, in that space, he could be explosive and, and overpower. him. So, um, Coach Scott, one of the uh, talking about one of this is one of the most talented uh, skill groups that he's coached. They've been great. You know, they, they had the summer
8: to work at it. We had, you know, had a few kinks, but uh, you know, you had Jalen Jones, you had Isaiah Winstead, You know, to go with CJ and Ryan and Shane and those guys, uh, it's as talented of a,
0: of a skill group as we've had. Well, as smooth as silk today, your pirate report. So we have uh, one uh, more at least interview uh, for you today uh, Steve Ellis who is the uh, secondary coach for the Pirates. Uh he sat down with us at Media Day and we're going to bring you that uh, magic of uh, radio when we uh, get to know coach Ellis and uh, how he thinks uh, particularly some of the Pirate corners are going to fare uh, this year. That is coming up. Uh also a uh, reminder that uh, tomorrow Uh, More of our Media Day coverage uh, will be going on uh, as we'll uh, break down some of the uh, sound from uh, Media Day we didn't get to here today. Lots of great interviews. If you want to relive the magic, you can do so by going to 943thegame.com and going to the podcast page. You can find the ECU Media Day podcast under the Patrick Johnson Show. If you're too lazy to podcast or you just don't understand it, you think it's uh, voodoo, you think it's uh something that is uh, a little out of your comfort zone and you just like being listening to things on the radio and that's cool I understand that uh, I tell you what you can do you can uh, circle back around coming up on uh Friday after the Patrick Johnson show we'll have on uh, 96 94 three the game uh kind of a recap a replay if you will of our entire uh, media day coverage, and then uh, a, a slightly shorter version, but a version nonetheless on uh, Talk 103.7 WTIB. Uh, so that is uh, going to be going on 6 o'clock approximately, both times, both stations coming up uh, this uh, Friday. And uh, our version on 94.3 will lead you into Rose football coverage. They'll be at Cleveland on Friday night. Should be a heck of a game. All right. Stay with us. More to come here on the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship of the Pirates. 94-3 the game. We're nearing the end of summer. We are getting towards back to school time. And uh, if your summer's kind of winding down and that joint pain is still here, it's time to do something about it. I want you to call QC Kinetics right now. And you've Put it off long enough, it's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, your back, your shoulders, your hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting edge, regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough, natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people here have done this and they are living life to the fullest, pain-free as a result. So don't assume that the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call call QC Kinetics in Greenville today. Stop putting it off. Call now for a free consultation, 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. Steve Ellis is the uh, quarterback coach for the uh, Pirates. Uh, and, uh, has been on staff here at East Carolina was hired after the, uh, 19 season. So he's been here since early 2020 and, uh, they've had big, uh, contributions in his time here in only a couple of seasons, 25 interceptions. That's the highest per game clip, uh, over the last couple of years since, uh, the 13 and 14 campaigns, uh, for the pirates. And, uh, it is uh, great to have, uh, Coach Ellis stopped by our location the other day talking about uh, the uh, secondary and uh, some of the guys at corner that have impressed him. Uh, So uh, part of our interview from ECU Media Day, Steve Ellis uh, joining us on the Patrick Johnson Show. Hey, happy to be here. Really appreciate it. We were talking about Rick Stockstill uh, before we got go because that's uh, prior to here. You were at Middleton, so you were with Coach Stockstill. So yes. We remember him from his
1: time at Green. Yes, sir. Unbelievable guy. Just just a great father figure for me. Did an unbelievable job for my career. Uh, really empowered me to be a coach. And when you think about a, a coach perspective, he's the guy that you really idolize uh, because he does a great job with the players.
0: Well, let's talk about this group uh, here. You're with the corners, so uh, Powell and Malik Fleming come to mind as guys that uh, – uh, obviously, bring a great deal of experience and ability. Who do you, who you've been impressed by so far in camp? And you know, maybe something on those guys.
1: You know, I think those guys have been doing well. Um, Malik has been doing an unbelievable job um, this fall camp. And the biggest thing about Malik is he has an appetite to compete. I mean, he, he's tough. He's physical. He's a football lover. Um, he has been doing an unbelievable job with those guys. A lot of times, people think about the cornerback position, it's all Hollywood, it's all smokes and guns. <laughs> but it's really not that. It's about, you know, the off-the-field stuff, in the weight room, in the locker room, being a great leader for those young men. Somebody's come look up to to ask questions. And that's what Malik has done an unbelievable job of this camp. How about uh, Powell? Oh, oh, Powell's unbelievable. He um, played safety last year. We're moving him to corn this year. He's a competitor. He's a freakish athlete. Has that
0: transition been pretty natural for it, him?
1: It, it's been seamless. He's been seamless. And he has an understanding of it conceptually because he's been at the safety positions. So he knows how important the techniques and the fundamentals are, playing the defensive back position,
0: to help those safeties do their job. Coach Steve Ellis uh, with us uh, here, uh, corners coach for uh, Coach uh, Houston's uh, Pirate defense. Obviously, Blake Harrell, uh, having that continuity with him the last several years, I think, helps this defense. So conceptually, particularly the corners, I mean, what are their duties and their responsibilities and what you all
1: are doing schematically? Well, I, I always, when people say, hey, um, introduce somebody to me, I always say Steve Ellis I'm a custodian on the second floor. <laughs> and that's just a mantra we do it all we want to be the guys you, you pop the popcorn you do it all right <laughs> we, we do it all we want to be the guys that, 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 that really do the dirty work mm-hmm. uh, we play man we play zone we fit in the run fit, we make tackles we cover CJ and Isaiah old, big time wide out so we kind of do it all we kind of be a check for all trades guy and uh, I think those guys love it that's why I love coaching this position how did you kind of get your start Coach, and everything you know it, it, it's unbelievable um, you know I was a water boy when I was six years old. Really? I had two brothers that played football at Springer High School in Mississippi. So, okay. um, my old high school coach, Coach Dowling, got me into coaching, and I was the waterboard. And I, it was just an unbelievable experience to, to see those relationships from player to player to players to coach. But most importantly, um, the coach to player relationship. And that's how I wanted to be a coach. Played at Nickel State, got injured, um, got a chance, two guys left. It's amazing. John Robinson, now is a general manager for. Mm-hmm. the uh, tennessee titans he okay. was our position coach himself really? took a job to the new england patriots dorante jones left now he's a defensive back coach for the minnesota vikings so when i graduated that friday we had two coaches leave on wednesday they said hey you finna throw a coach and just like a player you say yes sir <laughs> <laughs> give him a contract it's three thousand dollars i'm fired up and excited wait a minute for the whole for the whole deal for the whole year. Three thousand. Not a month? No, no, no. Certainly not a week. Well at first I thought it was three thousand a month. I was really excited. <laughs> and then you find out it's three thousand for the whole year. Yeah. So it's like, hold on, that's a hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks. Yeah. But man, one of the best opportunities I ever had. Really enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Um, as you look at uh camp and you start the season now, and, and really with defense it's about fine tuning with this particular unit and, and the uh, schematics and, and really what you all are trying to accomplish. NC State, great quarterback, really good offensive line, and talented receivers. Running back room—that's the question now with the Wolfpack. Uh, but when you've looked at NC State here on a kind of a preliminary or, or your study of them so far, what stands out to you particularly as it relates to your position? Biggest thing is toughness. They are physical the football
1: team. Um, them backs they had last year—I'm pretty sure they got some really good backs this year. The quarterback is a field general. They got really good length and speed on the outside, um, really athletic tight end. Like, this is a total package You talking about offense, so sure. um, we're going to have to be ready to roll because they're a good team coming in, and, and they got high expectations, which all the rankings things they have, but um, we're excited about the opportunity, and uh, I know Donald Ficklin's going to be rocking September 3rd, and we're excited about it. You, you came in here as a visiting team uh, coach at one point, Coach Ellis, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. We played here. I was at before here, I was at South Florida, Mm -hmm. and I got a chance to come um, to the town, come to the stadium, got a chance to see, and the first kickoff, the fans were everywhere. I'm like, man, this is a big-time atmosphere, (laughs) and Tyler Snead house one of us for 105 yards, you know, know, a kickoff return, Right. i was like, oh, God, but the fans were unbelievable, and uh, this my really my second instance of really encountering um, East Carolina. Before mm-hmm. that, I was at Milton Tennessee. That's right. And we yeah. played East Carolina there, and they beat us um, by two. Mm-hmm. But I realized in our home stadium at Middle Tennessee, it was more East Carolina fans. Mm-hmm. So the, the fan base, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They, they love Pirate football, and I'm just really excited, happy to be here.
0: Anybody, uh, if you're listening to this and you're somebody with Pirate Nation, really quick, uh, that kind of showed out for you from the Pirate offense, because you guys are going against them every day, who impressed you? You know, I. I think it was a young man transfer, Isaiah Winstead. Heard um, about
1: him? Uh, the player, the yeah, player, man, he give me fits every day, and I love to give guys nicknames, yeah. things like that. But what's your nickname uh, for him? Megatron. <laughs> I call him Megatron.
0: I call him Megatron. He, what's the coolest nickname you've got for any anybody on the team? I
1: would say the coolest nickname Dante. Uh, big Tay. Mm-hmm. He's out of the lineman. Yeah, yeah, Big Tay. I call him Two Galper. Ah, two-gap. It's a compliment. It's a compliment, but now Tayon lost weight. I'm actually going to call <laughs> him so, used gapper I used to call him two-gapper, right. but now I may call him one-gapper. Coach, very good to
0: see you. Thank you for coming by and doing this. We really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. And let's have a great season this really year. Really excited about it. Thank you all very right. much. Steve Ellis, a real jam-up guy. Great to have him. Big thanks to Shane Calhoun for being with us today here on the PJ Show. Also, uh, thanks to Philip the Ref Pilkington for all of his uh, hard work. All right, uh, that'll do it for today's edition of uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more from uh, Pirate Media Day and uh, other goings-on around Pirate Nation and beyond. Uh, You're tuned to the PJ Show on the flagship of the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Have a great rest of your evening, everybody. For over 100 years, the families at Bertie County Peanuts have been growing and selling peanuts. Much has changed since 1919, but quality is still number one.